Welcome to Cellmates. Welcome to Cellmates. Uh, my name is Kate Phillips. I'm Dick Ward. And this is the podcast that analyzes, compares, and dissects two uh, animated feature films. That's correct. Uh, they're usually Disney. But not always. They're usually musicals. Not always. And they're usually good. Not always. And today we've got uh, another mixed bag. Yeah. I love it. I love mixed bag days. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more fun to discuss than just two movies where you're like, that's awesome. Uh, bye. <laughs> but I think I think even before I get into the movies, even before we get into the the drink of the day, I think it's worth noting you may have noticed a change in your audio quality. Ooh. It's because we decided to spend a little money. Yeah, we got on some, some uh, recording equipment. We look very fancy right now. Yeah, we've got have... headphones on. Yeah, we've got microphones in front of our mouths and faces. faces on stands yeah this is i am an elementary music teacher and i have never had an audio set up this fancy or good uh, please fund our schools better um, uh so in addition to having a podcast our podcast um has some social media presence yep and uh we're hoping that you if you are enjoying the show you follow us on twitter um our handle is at Cellmates podcast, not AT, the at symbol as the, the most Twitter things a. starts. Yeah. Uh, and you can find us at uh, Cellmates podcast on Facebook as well. And no on Instagram, at. you can find us. Uh, you not, can't find us because we're too old. Yeah, just not being sure what Instagram is for. Yeah, we're old people. We're a little confused. Uh, but if you'd like to help us, yeah. uh, and, and you're a young person or you. I don't young like at, talking to young people if I don't have to. Okay. Okay. So don't help us. We, yeah. We, uh, hey, Kate, what you drinking? Uh, Dick, I am drinking a beer called Mixed Media. Mixed Media? Why is the beer called Mixed Media? Well, the beer is called Mixed Media because it mixes beer with grape must, uh, which is not quite wine, but it's grape must. So I don't know if they just kind of... What must it do? It mostly tastes like beer, but I guess there's a little grapey kind of... Slightly sour hint to it. Yeah. It's a and, and dogfish yet, head. And yet when I pour a beer into my wine, you think I'm gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dick, can you think of any reason why uh, we would be drinking mixed media for today's podcast? Well, here's my here's like my wild guess based on nothing. I say we probably mixed two Medea movies. Uh <laughs> You know, obviously, like, Medea goes to jail, Medea's scared stupid would uh, be the two that I'd go with. You'd be spelling the word media or Medea wrong. Oh. Um, or both. Yeah. But that's a, that's a guess. Well, what about, what about this one? Uh, what about if we're looking at two films that uh, started on one form of media and then moved to another one? Ah. You mean, like, like uh, TV shows that like TV shows made a that, movies? Yeah, but not a TV movie. Not a TV movie. No. A theatrically this, this released is not, movie. This is not yet the Simpsons or the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Oh. Uh, but we will get there. Oh my goodness. We, that's we like the crossover of the rights itself. Yeah. Uh, no, today we are talking about uh, the Simpsons movie mm-hmm. and uh, South Park. What is the? Bigger, longer, and uncut. There we go. That's no. the full title. South Park colon. Bigger, longer, and uncut. I don't think you have to say colon. 
Well, I'm just making it clear for the audience at home what this movie is. I just don't want anyone to get confused because other edgy movies, like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, I'm pretty sure had the word colon rather Good. than just the colon. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, so two uh, now long-running shows. Mm-hmm. Um, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we paired these, you know, First and foremost, because they were TV series that released uh, theatrical movie, movies. Yeah. Movies. Movies. Um, that, that would be the Pokemon, right, uh, film? <laughs> Boom. The, the movie and the... Pokemon the movie. Oh, my God. Why was they, the sequel not What a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but unlike uh, Pokemon, these are more irreverent shows. Uh, mm-hmm. They've caused their share of controversy mm-hmm. over the years. Um and uh, the movies have probably both caused controversy, but maybe in different ways. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we're looking at today. Let's, uh, let's start with South Park, because it was chronologically released earlier, even though the TV show was, came later in the game. Yeah. Um, what, what is your uh, relationship to South Park, the TV show, and the movie, Dick? Sure. So, so I'll start with the TV show, which was... It came out when I was in... Ninth grade? I think I was a freshman in high school. Uh, yeah. Um, might, might have been a freshman, might have been a sophomore. All I know is every day, or every Wednesday, because I think it was out on Wednesday, so every Thursday morning, someone would bring in a tape of last night's episode, and we would come in early to school to watch it. Where did you watch a tape all together at school? In our uh, social sciences, social studies class. Okay. Uh, our teacher, uh, yo, shout out Rod Franchi, uh, <laughs> was pretty young and pretty cool. Oh, boy. And uh, he would let us watch it. Uh, it was great. That sounds like a teacher who's very insecure about his relationship to his students. So it's like, yeah, come on in, watch South Park. Uh, I don't know. He was, he was, I, I, I'm a, I'm a defend Rod here. Okay. He was a good guy. All right. Uh, he was, he's a, he's a dope teacher. Okay. Um, so, uh, we would watch it all the time. I was like the biggest South Park fan for like three seasons and then it kind of got annoying and old and everyone does Cartman impressions and, and then like now I just, I don't even, I don't even have time for it that. It is still on. It's, that's correct. It's on and it's very, it's on. It's still it's on. on. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump to the movie now because the movie came out pretty early into South Park's run. I forget. I want to say third season, but I could be wrong. Uh, but I was on, uh, I was going on vacation with my parents and I always like, before I went on like a long summer vacation, I'd buy like a couple of CDs or a couple of tapes and I bought the South Park movie soundtrack because that came out before the movie. Mm -hmm. So before I had seen this movie, I listened to that soundtrack a hundred times because it was like, it was that, like the Weezer Blue album. And then for some reason, Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge, I was obsessed with as a kid. Okay. You know, the Rolling Stones album from the... That everyone knows. From the late 90s (laughs) during their best years. So... Uh, Yeah, so that's my experience with South Park. Kate, uh, what about you? So I have never seen a full episode of South Park. Yeah. Uh, Never. It was not something that we were allowed to watch. 
um, as kids. I was a little bit younger, so like even more so. And it just like wasn't, it didn't look like something I'd be interested in either. Um, I think at the time it came out, we also weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons yet. So all of that uh, was off limits. But yeah, I mean, what I knew about it was it was very edgy and offensive and uh, inappropriate for youngsters. So um, I was not really, you know, I didn't follow the series. I didn't see the movie. Yeah. The, watching the movie was my first, like, South Park experience. You for, hadn't, watching you hadn't the movie seen for this South podcast. Park before this. No, wow. I had not. Um, I, you know, I knew some, like, I knew the Cartman voice. Um, I knew the, you know, you kill Kenny kind of like the things to emerge into pop culture from it. But no, um, the only experience I had was watching Robin Williams sing the Oscar nominated song from the movie on the Oscars. Yes. Uh, and it was, I guess, great. I didn't really get it uh, at the time. I'm like, oh, Robin Williams singing the song. That's okay. That's fun. Neat. Um, so yeah, I had no experience with it. And watching this movie, it's very interesting because it's the movie's 99, I believe. I think that's right. Um, and so it, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we but absolutely will. it's a will. fun time travel activity. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. So, so I'm going to put five minutes on the timer. Ooh, are, am I summarizing this or are you? You are summarizing this because okay. you know what the characters are named. That's fair. And I do not. That's fair. I think I learned I learned the, the four kids. Mm-hmm. I know what they're called, and that's about it. That's all you need. Really. All right, so your five minutes to summarize South Park, colon, bigger, longer, uncut, uh-huh. <laughs> starts now. All right, so uh, we open with a really uh, kind of like town song, like, uh, like the bell of South Park uh, with, um, I don't know, one of the boring kids, Stan or Kyle, doesn't matter. Um, like, like walking down the town, be like, "Hey, welcome to my town." Great. So he and his friends like go and see the Terrence and Philip movie. Terrence and Philip are kind of the stand-in for South Park in the South Park universe. It's the offensive cartoon that kids love. Um, so they go and see it. Uh, it's a movie, so they're allowed to swear. So they come back knowing a whole bunch of words that they didn't know beforehand. Uh, which I don't know really works in the canon, but it's fine. Uh, so they come back, they're swearing up a storm, and then they get in trouble because uh, what's Stan or Ky- no, no, uh, Cartman uh, tells asks Mr. Garrison to suck his balls in response to a question about history or math or something. Something. They get in trouble. Uh, where am I at? Oh my God. Can you display the, the timer? Yeah. This is I, giving I me anxiety can. not being able to see it. So, okay. Uh, moving forward. Oh my God. Okay, cool. So they get in trouble. Uh, the parents, uh, team up, uh, like the PTA or Matt or whatever, like all team up and they're like, okay, we got to get them Terrence and Phillip boys. Cause they're ruining our children's. And so they kidnap Terrence and Philip from Canada, mm-hmm. uh, or they, they, they hijack them on the, the, the set of Conan O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they capture the boys. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys just heard that laugh, but that's more laughs than were had in the entire Simpsons movie. Spoiler alert. Oh. Um, so uh, they get Terrence and Philip, and we see like sort of the B plot of the movie 
which is that Satan is trying to come back to Earth, mm-hmm. and he's got himself a new boyfriend in Saddam Hussein, who, who is, is not yet dead right, at this was, point in chronological like in, yeah. in 1999. Saddam Hussein is very much alive. Yeah, he was he was still alive, but in the movie he was like ripped to death by like wild dogs or something. Uh, so Saddam uh, and Satan are like having marital troubles. Uh, and also, Kenny died at some point from like lighting his heart on fire. Yeah, great. That's that is true. So Kenny uh, comes back, and he's like, "Yo, Cartman, uh, just as a heads ghost. up." Yeah, there's a ghost. Uh, there's like kind of a prophecy. Oh, interesting. There's kind of a prophecy like, "Hey, Satan and Hadam Hussein are gonna come back uh, to rule over Earth uh, if Terrence and Philip are killed." It's like the last sign of the apocalypse. So, uh, eventually. Uh, they do kill Terrence and Philip. They like execute them, or no? They're trying to execute them. Right. The kids mount a uh, uh, and like attack to save them, which is really fun and has like some amazing songs in it. Uh, my personal favorite song, La Resistance. <laughs> um, so they mount an assault to rescue Terrence and Philip. Um, and then uh, uh, Kyle's mom. Oh my God! I'm gonna have to edit out some pauses, but I'm I'm doing this. I'm I'm doing good. Kyle's uh, mom uh, eventually gets like super pissed off uh, and just shoots Terrence and Philip in the head. As soon as she does that, boom! Satan and Saddam Hussein are back. Boom. There's a reign of terror. Uh, Saddam Hussein is like being a real dickhead to Satan, so Satan throws him into the uh, back into hell. Uh, is very much parodying Star Wars is lovely. Um, and then Cartman, uh, who earlier in the show had a, uh, what was called a V chip implanted into his brain that shocks him every time he swears, uses that chip to like, like he, he like overpowers it by swearing a lot. And like shoots lightning at Satan and demons and <laughs> he develops, stuff. Develops like yeah, electric powers. <laughs> yeah, and his final ultra swear word is Barbara Streisand, which is cute. Um, and then he beats Satan, and I guess that's kind of the end, right? Yeah. Well, everyone's Kenny, happy. Kenny uh, ascends from. Oh hell. yeah, yeah. Kenny Kenny sacrifices himself for his friends and then goes to heaven. Boob heaven. Uh, boob heaven. Mostly boobs. Um. That's about it. And that's about it. Right? Yeah. I got time left. You got time left. Oh, man. I'm just going to drink this beer. <laughs> Would you like to hear mm. the alarm? Or, or... Oh, it's grapey. <laughs> Grape must. And. Uh... You know what? Cookies are done. Cookies are done. Cookies nice. are done. You got it Cookies right are done. All right. So that is the, uh, that's the plot of South Park. That absolutely is. Uh, cool. So just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to see this movie never having seen the TV show because I got to meet the characters for the first time. Um, I think in general, 1999 comedy is a lot different and satire in spe- in particular is a lot different uh, than it is now. So it's... What, what changed that? Was there any like major event that yeah, changed the way I comedy... I don't know. Uh... Like somewhere around the very early years of 2000. Yeah, like... That's like satire changed and... I think it was, I think it was uh, like Halloween. Halloween 2002. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's pre-9-11 de- it's definitely comedy a pre-9/11 is, show. Is, is different. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting to see that freedom and how they use it and... Uh, I don't know. No. It... It was funny. 
Like I laughed sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily a movie for me, but that's okay. Yeah, you. I I think the first twenty or thirty minutes, you were just like one hundred percent on board. Yeah. And then it it started to lose you. There, um, there are some pacing issues, yeah. and we watched it at nighttime, and I tend to get sleepy at nighttime movies. Yeah. So. All right, so before we kind of really dive into this, oh, let's yeah. talk about our other movie. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kate, why don't you tell me about your history with The Simpsons and also The Simpsons movie? Yeah, well, The Simpsons TV show uh, is the longest running like series in the country. Like, that's not 60 minutes, right? I don't think that's true. I, what has been running longer? Like a soap opera, maybe? Probably, probably like soaps. Prime time. Didn't the Flintstones run longer? Than thirty years? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Um, we don't know. We don't. <laughs> hey, you know what? You could tweet at us or leave a comment in yeah. the in the comment thing. Because like apparently we don't know how to use the internet. Don't forget to hit the bell and uh, plugs. Do all the and then if you do it and we get followers, we don't have to do this ridiculous self promotion thing very much anymore. I mean, we still will. Yeah. Uh, so Simpsons was a, as I mentioned before, a show that initially we were not allowed to watch in the house. This all stemmed, we were not allowed to watch a lot of shows. Right. Um, we were church going folk and, you know, my parents are reasonable people, but this all started when my brother, he was like two years old and he hit me with a block, uh, like a Looney Tunes episode that we had just watched. And so from that moment on, no Looney Tunes, no Power Rangers, not like Nothing with any violence or, like, rudeness. And you've just discovered Lady Gaga in the last year. Is that correct? <laughs> that is not correct. Oh, that's another friend of that's ours. That's another religious okay. upbringing friend. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so we were not allowed to watch Simpsons. So, again, like, I just knew the pop culture things. I knew, like, don't have a cow, man, and cowabunga. And, like... A lot of cow. Saw them at, on, like, arcade games and things like that. Yeah. Um, but there was one night that we were watching something on on Fox and it went it just bled into like a syndicated rerun <clears throat> and we just didn't turn it off and all of our families watching it and laughing really hard and we kind of look at each other and we're like oh is is this what the Simpsons is <laughs> oh okay we're watching this now <laughs> and um so my brother and I got very into the Simpsons but like in a syndication way. So our kind of favorite seasons are what some Simpsons fan may consider past the prime um, or familiar seasons. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... You have a better idea of what seasons we like. It's like 6 to 12. It's like what my yeah. brother and I grew up with. Like, right? I think you guys start where I kind of leave off. Yeah. But, but like, there's some overlap for yeah. sure. Um, so we enjoy The Simpsons a lot. We, Ralph Wiggum is my favorite animated character, maybe of all time. I love him. I love him so much. Uh, <laughs> so we, we throw quotes at each other. So we saw a Simpsons movie in the theaters. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we kind of missed watching it at home. <laughs> what was your impression of the movie when you first saw it? It was, so I felt like I went in with lower expectations. Mm. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. I just assumed they would like ruin it or make it like really raunchy. Yeah. And they didn't necessarily do that. Um, I remember it not being like offensive to the show so much, but I didn't remember anything more. And then watching it again for this podcast, 
I remembered why I didn't remember it because it's <laughs> uh, not very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, Dick, yeah, um, have have you been aware of The Simpsons no, at all in your first, life? No, first time hearing about it. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was a big Simpsons fan growing up. I started watching the show as early as I can remember. Um. I feel like probably since the Christmas special that first aired, um, that's my belief anyway. Um, and I've watched, like from the time that I remember watching The Simpsons, I did not miss an episode. And if I did miss it, like for whatever reason, I would have the recorder set up. Like I saw all of them. Um, and I watched really religiously until season three. 13, I think it was, with Homer's Rock and Roll Camp, where there were just like a bunch of guest stars. Like I, I, I made it past the normal, like the the normal end dates people cite are like the principal and the pauper, uh, where uh, where Seymour Skinner turns out not to be Seymour Skinner, and I actually think that's a fine episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people talk about Hit the Alligator and Run, the Spring Break episode with Kid Rock, which isn't great but i don't think it's i don't think it's terrible but homer's rock and roll camp where it was like elvis costello was like the big guest and it's it was just like jaggers on that one too right maybe i, I don't know Keith Richards, yeah. there's too many people yeah. it's i don't know so it started to like turn into a show that i don't care for uh which is fine some things aren't for me um but yeah i was i was like unabashed fan uh and still despite like falling off uh, a couple years before this movie came out i saw the movie in theaters because it's the simpsons movie i'm gonna see it right it's the movie i've been waiting for for like 20 years mm-hmm. at that point right um so i saw it in theaters i don't know if it was opening night but i remember it was a pretty full theater uh and comedy uh, is best in crowds because uh, the laughter is contagious, and and it ended up, uh, I had a lot of fun with it, uh, but in like, I mean, we'll talk about this, but mm-hmm. in rewatching it, it's not very good. It's not a lot of fun. I, I have some significant problems. I, I could nitpick this movie to death, mm-hmm. uh, but there are like just a couple fundamental problems where I'm just like, do you guys even know the show? Yeah, have you seen? Have the you show, seen the, the show? <laughs> Yeah, and and at some point we will get into uh, the the timing of this mm-hmm. movie. But mm-hmm. uh, Kate, I, you know what? Can you put on a cookie timer? I can. I sure can put on a cookie timer. And uh, go ahead and time yourself. Uh, we need five minutes. Describe the plot of the Simpsons movie to the best of your ability. That's yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So time is on. The movie starts with the uh, best scene in the show, which is Ralph Wiggum, Wiggum standing in the middle of the 20th, 21st century Fox. I am rolling my eyes so oh, hard. Yeah. I like you. And he goes, da, 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 in a Ralph voice. It's great. It's probably my biggest laugh of the movie, like legitimately. Uh, it opens in a kind of extended uh, Simpsons opening credits kind of thing. Uh, you get to see all the town, and it's like the animation is spiffy. There's a little bit more like CGI and 3D. Yeah. Uh, Hi. 
the itchy and scratchy thing happens first. Oh yeah, the itchy and scratchy thing happens first. Um, yeah, they so they go to see a movie of itchy and scratchy. Thank you for reminding me. No problem. Uh, and then Homer interrupts it, and so it's kind of this cute movie within a movie, uh, not dissimilar to uh, South Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then the opening kind of theme goes, and uh, um, the plot pretty quickly it becomes about a lot of characters we've never met before <laughs> so you hang out with the family for a little bit and then it uh turns out that the the springfield is really polluted and the epa is coming in to make sure that they don't pollute the rest of the world as much as uh them so uh the head of the epa the villainous epa uh <laughs> yeah I, I if only we could get a president in to like shut them down um convinces president arnold schwarzenegger uh, not Wolf Rainier, Raincastle, Rainier Castle, Rainier Wolf Castle, Rainier Wolf Castle. Um, to to basically quarantine Springfield, so they pop a glass dome over it, a la Truman Show, and uh, there no one's allowed to leave or come into Springfield, and they're all just dying there together. I guess uh, they start to run out of supplies and uh, mass chaos, and so. Uh, but what's neat is that Maggie discovers a sinkhole <laughs> that transports you to the outside world. So uh, her sandbox is a sinkhole, and you can go on either side of the bubble in it. Um, there's probably some more plot than that that I'm missing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's like the main thrust of it. Um, and so the Simpsons, as a family, go outside the bubble to try to save Springfield. And um, they get to Alaska they get to Alaska yeah and they uh just like disaster transport just like disaster transport they get to Alaska um and then they're like yeah we have to save our city like this looks troubling when from all the news reports and Homer's like no uh I'm alive I'm not in Springfield I don't care about them and so his family uh is like no that's dumb and that's because they realize they're Government is going to blow up the city. Right. The right. government is going to blow up the city. And all of their friends are there. And so Marge and Bart and Lisa are willing to, you know, work for their town. And Homer's like, nah, screw it. I'm lazy. Um, and so they leave Homer to go uh, try to save the town. And Homer stays by himself. Um, and eventually, uh, uh, Homer, well, Homer finds this movie that Marge makes to explain their departure. And it's taped over their wedding video Aww. and it's like it's a lovely scene of like Homer realizing that there are bigger things in himself uh, including his family so he goes back to, to help them save the town yeah. um, he, he they get back into Springfield but I don't the sinkhole doesn't work anymore oh no the, the sinkhole, sinkhole gets like clogged on their yeah. way out yeah so they get back in there and they have to, there's a bomb set inside of the dome that's going to go off. Uh, and they have to get the bomb outside the dome. Yep. And uh, uh, through a series of hijinks, um, the town almost does it. And then Homer catapults in and ruins it. <laughs> uh, classic Homer style. But in a callback to an earlier scene in the movie, Homer gets on a motorcycle and has to ride the dome upside down. And Bart helps him throw the bomb out of the one hole that there is. The bomb explodes outside. The dome breaks. And, uh, oh, also Homer has a pig through this whole movie. 
and that's I guess the catalyst for the the river being too polluted in the yeah. first place. But I'm going out of order. Uh, and any, any particular kind of pig or just a regular? Well, pig? first it's a spider pig. Spider pig does yeah. whatever a spider pig does. Correct. Uh, can uh, can he swing from a rub? No, he can't. He's mm-hmm. a pig. Yes. Uh, and then he turns into Harry Plopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good joke. See, the, like, yeah. that's a good joke. Cookies anyway, I was done a while ago. They say if the town, uh, Homer the learns end. that he needs to be in community. He yeah. can't just work for himself. Yeah. The end. Uh, and they were, they were, they knew Spider Pig was their best joke. Because they, they made, like, a whole Spider Pig song. It's the end credits, yeah, it's Spider Pig. And it's, and it's in the it's middle in the mo- during yeah, this, it's like, in the movie too. dream sequence thing. Yeah. They really knew they had a good joke. Yeah, uh, they, I, I think they should have used Ralph more. Uh, that would have been more good jokes. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, um, you may have noticed that I like The Simpsons is a giant world of like hundreds and hundreds of characters that people love, and I didn't name very many of them in my synopsis mm. because they're really not involved in this movie. No, none of the Simpsons characters outside the family have anything to do. The only two main characters outside of the family are Russ Cargill, I think, who's Something like, like that. Albert Brooks doing Hank Scorpio. <laughs> but not named Hank Scorpio. And not having any history with the family, right. which why? And then the other is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I would say Spider Pig has a bigger role well, than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but yeah. All right. But, but n- uh, none of them are <laughs> series regulars. No, but uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, not as... Not as Voiced by uh, uh, Dan Castellano, and that's what's right? crazy. Like, like he's doing. Why wouldn't his, you just get Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like either get Arnold Schwarzenegger and make or that the joke. Make the president McBain, yeah. the character that already exists in your universe. Right. Like there's nothing wrong. He's always been a Schwarzenegger stand-in. Right. Just use him again. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh, I assumed that was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a funny Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Oh, you know what? Maybe it maybe it is, and I don't know. It it but probably isn't. They do get Tom Hanks. They do. Can, can you Tom Hanks give is us in it. give us a quick rundown of the Tom Hanks because Tom, it is lovely. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks is uh, used in a, a promotional video, right? Mm-hmm. For for the EPA. For the new Grand Canyon. For the new Grand Canyon, uh, done by the so it's. Basically, it's a commercial for what Springfield is going to be after it blows up. Um, and it is lovely. And Tom Hanks should be doing comedy for all of his career because uh, he is great, even in yeah. animated form. Like, his, voicing, his voice work is really excellent so here. So funny. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's, that's, uh, that's like my main beef with the Simpsons movie is just that they don't use established Simpsons characters for much of it. Yeah. Mr. Burns is, like, not in there at all. And that's insane to me. Like, why isn't Mr. Burns in cahoots with the EPA? Like, Or or why isn't Mr. Burns, like, he could be the main one fighting the EPA, but for the wrong reasons. Right. Like, that'd be fun. There's a lot of missed opportunities yeah. here. Um, and it speaks to a larger, you know, a larger theme here of mm-hmm. both of these films that we're talking about today have been adapted from series. Mm-hmm. And so they've they obviously have talented writers who, you know, have different lanes, but mm-hmm. um who know how to write a story. Like these are both critically acclaimed shows. Yeah. 
during their runs. And um, they know how to write a story, at least a 22-minute one. Yeah. And so how do you adapt that into a 90-minute or 120-minute movie? And well, well, both of these are short, right? Both of these are 90 about? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like between 80 and 100. Okay. They're like in that range. So how do you adapt it to basically four times the length of an episode um, how do you still, de- these are comedies, very established as comedies. How do you continue delivering the jokes and also have a larger arc? It's not an easy task. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one way. Um, and, and I, I think this is something, uh, that really helped the South Park mm-hmm. movie is they made it a musical. They did. Like one, it's a musical and music buys a lot of time, but two, it's fun mm-hmm. and the music was really good yeah the simpsons which is a show with musical episodes all the time all the time decided not to make it a musical there's not even a musical number besides no. spider, spider pig. pig like and it's just even when it when it occurs in the show like the the bigger version of it it's not characters on screen singing right no, it's, it's just, just background it's just background choir yeah, yeah like they could easily have made this a musical and it would have been great mm-hmm. because like some of my favorite episodes of the Simpsons are, yeah, you know, like, and, and they're not even like full musical episodes. They no. just have musical numbers mm-hmm. for reasons. Mm-hmm. It, it's great. Like the monorail has like a song yeah, or, um, let's put a spring in Springfield. Like that's in the middle of a otherwise non-musical episode. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. And I think w- um, so let's, let's talk about the music. Yeah. Um, South Park um, is, the music is written by um, Trey Parker, mostly of the two, right? Yeah. Trey Parker and Mark Shaman, mm-hmm. who is a musical theater composer. A couple years later, he would adapt the Hairspray musical mm-hmm. into its Tony Award winning stage show. Um, he does music for Smash. He does, he's, he's, uh, he's done, done the music lot. for this new Mary Poppins reboot that oh. may be out by the time uh, we uh, release this episode. Nice. So hey, how he's, was it? He's, I, I don't, Lynn was great. Okay. We're still in the past. We're the still episode. in the past. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so they get a musical theater writer and Trey Parker writes good lyrics. Like they are, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are co composers of Book of Mormon um, with Bobby Lopez. And so they really do well when they team up with the musical theater guy. Yeah. Even in the first 30 seconds of this show, I'm like, oh, there's Oklahoma. Oh, there's Beauty and the Beast. Like, yeah. they do these just lovely references without it being cheap ripoffs um, of, you know, existing shows. And so it clearly, you know, they know these shows. They know musical theater and it yeah. helps them. And I think the music in South Park not only is entertaining and it extends, but it does a good job of punctuating moments in a way that really, really aids the pacing of the movie. I don't think every song is a winner. That like that that song that Saddam Hussein sings, yeah, I like literally song. fell asleep during. Um, but for the most part, the music is quite good, and it helps tell the story. Like it is there to serve the story. Yeah. I think it was I, a really smart choice. I contend that Satan's I Want song mm. is an excellent song. Mm-hmm. Um, but conversely, in the Simpsons movie, the music is by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> who is n- because why not? Because, because why not? Yeah. Uh, who is not the normal Simpsons composer. No. It's normally Elf Clausen. And it's um, not even Danny Elfman. 
right. who wrote the theme song. Like, that would be a neat thing to like, do, like, invite him get. back and do it, because he did Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Like, he's written a movie musical before. Yeah, he could he could do this, but uh, they don't get him. No. They get Hans Zimmer for reasons. Well, and Hans Zimmer is a great score guy, and I don't necessarily have problems with the score of the Simpsons movie. It's just a bunch of missed opportunities. I have problems with the score of the Simpsons okay. movie. It it uh, doesn't sound like the Simpsons, mm. and like it, I I understand Alf Alf Clausen at the time was a very busy man. He's less busy now uh, because they let him go, but yeah, he was a very busy man. He was doing the show. He was scoring like twenty two, twenty six episodes a season. Yeah, like. He's got enough work. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to do a movie on top of it. But they could have gotten someone to uh, work in his style. Mm-hmm. They could have had him like oversee something. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's Hans Zimmer music, which makes it seem like uh, like just a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, some of the jokes like that would be punctuated, or, or some of the sweet moments that would be punctuated by mm. the music that we know and are familiar with, like those moments are missed, right? Because we've got Hans Zimmer for reasons, right? And and you know, in any sitcom that with kind of some scoring, those musical cues eventually end up being uh, like markers to like let you know that this kind of moment is happening. Like the the famous Full House, the mm-hmm. da 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 da. Like, yeah, you know that Danny Tanner is delivering this like heartfelt speech, and they're characters. Yeah, like those musical cues are characters. The mm-hmm. music is a character, and it's another character that was missing from the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great way to put it. Thank you. Mm. It's, um, it's almost like I've got a podcast about cartoons and stuff. <laughs> so uh, moving from you know, the audio style to the visual style. Mm-hmm. Um, both Simpsons and South Park have a very distinct uh, visual style and animation style in the yeah. series. And the the movies use it and extend it and expand it in different ways. South Park, what do you, what do you think? Visually, does South Park the movie look like the show? It looks, it looks like a, a movie version of the show, mm-hmm. right? Like all the animation is improved, but also the animation is purposely janky looking yes um and they do reference that in the movie they do reference that in the movie but it's it's like it's the best version of that Mm -hmm. like um yeah i i don't i don't know necessarily how to put it uh but like the south park movie is a much better looking version of the south park show at the Mm -hmm. time it's accurate to the show it looks like the show looks nothing changes Mm -hmm. but it's like a real nice looking version of it. Now let me ask you, South Park the movie has a few sequences that use like CGI mm-hmm. and like they're definitely like over the top scenes. It's like yeah. going into hell or whatever. Um, does the show use that at, from time to time? At that point, I don't know, but they'd use, so they, they would like <clears throat> points to his beer. They would use mixed media Ba-ba-ba. a little bit. Like, um, you know, just like Saddam is just a instead of being a drawing, right. he's a picture of Saddam right. or several it's pictures. It's like a that photo picture, yeah. Um, and they've used like um, you know video and stuff like that mm-hmm. before. Like they they mix that up. Mm-hmm. So even though there's like CG in Hell, I don't I I don't know if that's something they would have done on an episode, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel to me out of place for the show. Sure. Uh, and I think like outside of like 
the South Park Christmas card in maybe the first season or two, like, I think the show's been computer animated for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, documentary on, like, on the show, and, like, because uh, unlike, you know, something like The Simpsons or, like, every other TV show, South Park uh, at least was, I don't know about it anymore, written and produced in, like, seven days. That's, that's why they were able to have an Elian Gonzalez episode, like, the week after the Elian Gonzalez huh. thing, like, really kicked off. Like, it's rapid pace, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting. Um, but, yeah, that wouldn't be possible as much if they weren't doing computer animation to begin with sure so like initially i know it was it was literally just uh uh, uh, what do you call it construction paper like the first gonna like was it like stop motion style yeah the first thing they made was a it was called the south park christmas card Uh uh-huh and it's it's i want to say like 10 15 minutes i've seen it once it's you know it's not up to the quality of the sure. show. It's like watching the Tracy Ullman Simpsons where you're like, Ooh, right. this is but a it's, little bit it's uncomfortable. But literally car- it's literally a, a, a construction paper, and it, I think it was like a college project for them. Okay. Um, so like watching the show evolve, keeping its same style, but improve its quality is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Simpsons. The Simpsons, the, the characters look on brand. Yes. Like it's clearly the same animators. Um, and so by the time this movie comes out, it's almost 20 years old. It's like 18, mm-hmm. 19. It's um, there, yeah. And so there is a lot of CGI usage, especially in crowd shots, yeah. that I do think was happening in the series at this time on like special episodes. Um, yeah, and, and The Simpsons started, like their first foray into CG was like an early Treehouse of Horror where Homer goes into like a 3D world. Oh, yeah. Like, trons it up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that was like a special occasion, but it's right. not like The Simpsons has never used 3D right. before or CG before, right? And it is used a lot here. To me, it doesn't bother me as much because it's just like this is one big special episode, so it's kind of par for the course for them at this point. Um, but you have strong thoughts on the animation used in the movie, yeah. It's, it's, you know what, I, I and I don't want to, I don't want to rag on The Simpsons, and and I, honestly, it's not. It's not as bothersome to me as like the animation that's currently in the show, mm-hmm. because the movie they've spent a lot of time on. They they really, they really went all out. It's not like there's just one set, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, there's like there's something about it that's just a little too clean mm. in certain spots where I'm like, where's like is is this on paper? Is this in a computer? Is this it just it just feels weird. Like some of the pans, some of the, you know, some of the lines are just a little too clean. Where it doesn't, like when it's too clean, it feels like a Butterfinger commercial instead of a Simpsons episode. Because <laughs> those were always yeah. animated better than the show. Yeah. Like because it's a commercial. Yeah. You can spend as much money as you want on right. making that good. The show you've got to like rush out. You've mm-hmm. got to. So like, yeah, it, it's it's the difference between a commercial and the show. Interesting. Um, it, it's it's not the worst thing. It doesn't it doesn't super bother me. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just un, un, like a little thing that I was kind of like, uh, yeah, uh. that's fair. And and as a an avid watcher of this show, that's more evident to you. Even, oh yeah. Like especially 
going from because I don't really watch the early seasons. Like right. we actually just watched an early season episode today that we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Moment, but for me, I'm like, oh, this is like just slightly jarring to watch because it's just enough off model from like the Simpsons that I have like saved in my brain. Right. If that makes sense, that this movie bothered me less than like watching a season three episode yeah. visually. And so I, I think that speaks to, you know, the, the viewer is bringing into the movie their relationship with the show. And I think that's really interesting visually, but I think it's interesting plot wise and what both series decided to do with their movies, which, uh, you know, for me is interesting. Like, why do you make a Simpsons movie? Why do you make a South Park movie? And my gut would be to, you know, one, to do things that you can't do on TV, but also to... Like Showbart's a- dick. Wee! <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't. No, I think it's funny. It was, it was legitimately the biggest laugh in the theater. Yes, it no is. No one expected it. It was lovely. No one expected it, and the scene is done really well. Um, if you're not familiar with the scene, Bart uh, is dared by, his, by Homer to... Yeah, that's a really fun sequence. Yeah. Bart and Homer That's are probably... daring themselves, daring each other to do stuff. It's a father-son thing. It sets up a Bart-Homer story that's kind of there in the rest of the movie, yeah. but the setup is great. Yeah. I think it's the five minutes of the movie that most resembles the show. Yep. Um, but he, like, roll... So he's dared by Homer to roll on his skateboard around town naked. Yeah. And so all of these, you know, visual gags are blocking the crotch area of Bart through, like... All of his rides. Yeah, and it's then, very it's very Austin Powers. Yeah, or, uh, countless other movies that have done that. And then all of a sudden, he like, you know, soars behind this hedge that has one row of missing <laughs> heads that's right at his at his penis, and yeah. <laughs> and like that's all you see on the screen for and like two seconds. It's it's a really funny moment. It's a very it, fun gag. It's I, a joke that only works once. Yeah, because after that, you know it's coming. Yep. But when that like first happens, you're like. Wow. I remember turning to my brother in the mu- in the, mu- in the movie theater. I keep saying movie. Oh, we're joke. gonna have to watch Pokemon soon. Yikes! Yep. I remember turning to my brother in the theater and being like, "Oh, they've waited so long to do like." <laughs> like well, and especially like I'm so happy for them. After Janet Jackson uh, showed mm. <laughs> a part of her boob at the Super Bowl, um, they clamped down on what you could show on TV, and one of the things that they clamped down on was you can't show butts on That's the Simpsons so before. Weird. Which is which is literally just one line. Yeah. It was just like you can't show that one line. Yeah. Um but so like to get the movie and to have you know not only can you show butts. Yeah, you can show whatever you want. So you've just got like <laughs> Bart running naked through the town. Which yeah. is it's like, yeah, uh it's a movie. We're embracing that. Um yeah, and I think that's one good use of movie. They did, no. they couldn't do it, and also it feels like a culmination of like they've been waiting so long. Yeah, I, uh, I will say the uh, the other one for me was Marge uh, at the end when they're like <laughs> when Bart and Homer are like riding around on the motorcycle to throw the bomb out. She goes, "Somebody throw the goddamn bomb!" Yeah, it's great, Marge and, swearing. Yeah, giving like <laughs> you don't really get other swears in the movie, no. right? It's not like the South Park no. movie where they just go nuts with it. So taking that and giving Marge, giving that to Marge, I think was really nice because mm-hmm. she doesn't get enough in general. Right. But like giving her the shocking swear line. Uh-huh. Mm. Great. And so there are moments in the Simpsons movie where I feel like they take advantage of, you know, it, if we're talking 
pointing to beer again mixed media yes taking the best of the show and you know executing it with the best that they have available to Mm -hmm. them in film i think those are two moments that the simpsons does really really well we have as we were watching these movies i was surprised that i think that south park does a much better job adapting and i've never seen the tv series i don't know for sure but from what i have heard it seems like the south park movie is a better is a better adaptation than the Simpsons movie. And so we've 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 teased it a little bit, but let's talk about the episode that we watched this sure. morning. Uh, because the Simpsons this this is not I mean uh, obviously the Simpsons was a monster hit. Mm-hmm. Right? They had like two original albums out within the first couple years. That's right. Um they had like towels hats and shirts whatever all those arcade games video yeah. games anything you want with the simpsons you could get except a movie mm-hmm. and like why they waited so long is kind of unclear uh but they were originally going to turn camp crusty uh into a movie camp crusty is uh season four episode one but that means it's production season three Mm-hmm. So it was made in season three. They released it in season four, which is why, as you pointed out, that's not the right Ralph. It's not the right Ralph. Yeah. Like the voices are still a little bit, they're there's, finding it. There's a couple characters that aren't quite on yet. Right. Um, and some of the relationships are still in like their early stages. Like, uh, you know, like uh, Bart and Lisa are both a little bit troublemakers. Yeah. Bart and Homer have a different relationship. Like it's. I mean, just the characters, I think, across the board. and when, So yeah. the premise of this episode is yeah. that Bart and Lisa go to a Krusty-branded uh, summer camp. It's uh, crappy. <laughs> like, there's no money in it. They're, like, basically like child laborers. Uh, they revolt, and then Krusty comes and, to, and, and, like, basically apologizes to them, which doesn't seem to me like something that the character Krusty the Clown would do. No. Maybe past this season. I don't know. Like, I feel like the stakes would have to be a little bit higher for Krusty to, like, yeah, apologize. I, I, th- I think in that season, it's earned enough. Uh, especially sure. when Bart, like, lies to him and tells him a student, a camper was eaten by a bear. Right, right. Um, but, like, yeah, like, late season Krusty would absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, but it is, it's a funny episode. We laughed more times in this episode than we did during the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, so this was a concept for the movie. Mm-hmm. And why, Dick, you've done some research on yeah. why it didn't get done. I mean, I, uh, by research, you mean I've listened to the commentaries way too much and then had to double check to see who said it. That's um, research. But yeah, uh, the, the plan was to make Camp Krusty a movie, or the pitch was. I don't know how far it got, but the the problem they ran into is there was not enough material to make it a 90-minute movie. So they made it a 22-minute episode. So before we get into that, uh, uh, this episode has a beautiful three-act structure. It does. It has a clear beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. It has a beginning that all happens before we get to Camp Krusty, which is Bart worrying about getting good grades. Mm-hmm. The middle is at Camp Krusty. The end is uh, Krusty, of, or like Bart revolts, right. turns the children against the camp. Krusty comes at the very mm-hmm. end. It's 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 beautifully executed. It really is. 
And, and it seems like there's a lot of places for expansion too. Like even it it opens on this like dream Bart is having where it's the last day of school and he convinces the teacher to give him all C's instead of F's mm -hmm. and uh, then all the kids come up with weapons and blow up the school at the directions of Skinner. And I feel like even that, it's like two minutes of the intro. But even that, you could expand into like 10 minutes. E yeah, you, each, could, you could expand that. Each you sequence could give in this Homer episode. and Marge a, a really solid B plot, mm -hmm. which they don't have. They have... They have an okay B plot. They have an okay B plot, but it's really just them having fun while the kids are away. Right. Like, and there's I feel like, not a plot. It's yeah, just, you add, like, you're checking in. Homer is organizing some kind of adult club with, like, crazy yeah. antics. Great. That would be great. Sold. Yeah. Every one of these acts and sequences can easily be expanded. And who knows how it would work, right? Like, pacing-wise, you'd have to... Yeah. I mean, I think the pacing of both of these movies is something they, to different degrees, struggle with um, as people who are used to writing 22-minute episodes. But... I think this this would be a good. I, I think there are other seasons for me that the Simpsons movie well, of course. would have worked better. I think there was tighter writing, like even like three seasons beyond this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know we've talked about before that, you know the Simpsons kind of went on a journey as writers, discovering that Bart is not really the lead character of the show. It's Homer, um, and Camp Krusty definitely puts Bart in the protagonist slot. Yeah. But anywhere between seasons four and ten, yeah. they could have made the perfect Simpsons mm -hmm. movie, the Simpsons movie we wanted. You've so also said that the Mr. Bur uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, the two-parter, was considered. I, I don't know if they considered it, but I like I consider that proof of concept that mm -hmm. like they could easily stretch that out. Yeah. Or, like not necessarily that episode, but they could. You know, you can make an episode where Mr. Burns is the villain and there's stuff going on and then maybe he dies and then you've got to figure out. Like, yeah. you could stretch that easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, the, the, the fact that they can do a, a, a two-parter that is like one of my favorite episodes of all time mm -hmm. is that two-parter like is, is proof that they can make a four-parter that would still be great. And I think... You mentioned before that like it's ludicrous that Mr. Burns is not the villain of this movie, yeah. and I and I do think that there is, you know, because the um, in South Park Satan is a recurring character mm -hmm. in the series, right? So really, all that you've added is Saddam Hussein, mm -hmm. right? And and it's more of a plot device instead of a character, yeah. really. And they the rest of the film is made up of just the characters in a more heightened situation that yeah, takes longer to play out. Your villains are kind of Satan and Saddam Hussein. Yep. Satan's in the show. Saddam mm -hmm. Hussein, I don't remember mm -hmm. if he's in the show at the time, but like he's Saddam Hussein. It's right. kind of not that new a character. Right. It's Saddam Hussein. Uh, the, the, the kids' moms, the kids' teachers, mm -hmm. the kids themselves, mm -hmm. it's just the people in the show, like it, Conan O'Brien as a guest is, but it's yeah. not even Conan O'Brien. It's, not, a, it's is not Conan O'Brien. It? I'm just trying to think of like what they added. And it's right. just, it's just, they added character, the added characters in the South Park mm -hmm. movie have no real relevance. No. The added characters in the Simpsons movie have like, All the relevance. they drive the plot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause I think South Park does a lot of clever things and, it might have to do with um, one of the big differences between these two movies is South Park comes at season three, mm. Simpsons comes at season 18 of their respective series. And so South Park 
the movie hits in its prime, yep. all the writers who are like getting this critical acclaim and getting the positive fan feedback, they're all on the show, they're all on the movie. Whereas Simpsons, the writing staff is turned over several times by this point, just because yeah. of career things. But they, they bring writers back for Simpsons movie? Yeah, for the Simpsons movie, you look at the writing credits, and it's a lot of old writers. And, and uh, if you watch the show while this movie's going on, like while the production of this movie mm-hmm. is happening, the show starts getting like old writers back. And like there's kind of a resurgence. I, again, can't remember the seasons. Feel free to tweet at me. Um, but I think it's like 17, 18, somewhere in there, like mm-hmm. there's like some of the old writers come back and then they eventually like wean back off. Can you, offhand, when, um, can you list some episodes that are happening in 17, 18? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Cause I wondered like, I, where is the, I, that's, it's, it's something we can look at. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll try and link out some, sure. some, uh, some information about that. In general, this is a period of Simpsons that is largely decided as like, uh, this was a dip, like yeah. <laughs> it just serious wide. Yeah. Um, this is where a dip is happening. So it's a smart idea to bring old writers on, but I'm not sure where it's evident. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because there's like, there's some real, I, I, so when Homer, uh, watches the video, uh, Marge saying she's leaving him and she's taped over their wedding video, like, that's a beautiful moment. That is and a Simpson scene. And then like, it cuts to the wedding because mm-hmm. her recording stops and it's Why Do Birds mm-hmm. Suddenly Appear? Yeah. Which is their song. Established in the series. Yeah. It's song. like a, established that it's their song. It's really lovely. That to me feels like old writers were involved. Yes. Um, because some of the old writers have a reverence for the show and they remember things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the emotional notes that that scene hits and like feels the very time it takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It feels very old Simpsons. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think there are some moments where it's where it's evident, but it's not. I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting because so many people involved in the Simpsons mm-hmm. make movies, right? right. Like. Harry Shearer has made some movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, James L. Brooks has made some movies. Um, but like, not, like may- maybe it's just like the giant collaboration. Maybe it's everyone trying to get their ideas in. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who are two people right. who have made several movies before yeah. as writing partners or as, as movie-making partners, like it really... It really lends to a more uh, specific vision, mm-hmm. uh, which I think The Simpsons, you know, like you said, like bringing on a bunch of old writers and having the current writers and bringing in some guest stars to do something. Yeah. And, like it just, it kind of feels like a mishmash. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a guiding hand, like a singular guiding right. hand over this whole thing um, in the same way South Park does. I also think, uh, so, you know, one of the things I knew about South Park of like three things before I watched the movie was that Kenny dies every episode. And I think they take that to a neat place in this movie Yeah, that like, oh, this is kind of neat. Like this thing, this like trademark of the show, you are adding more depth into it and actually making it like a legitimate side plot that like not only does Kenny die, but then his ghost is instrumental in the rest of the movie, which and is funny. As someone who had seen a bunch of South Park, 
when Kenny died that early on, because he dies in the first 10 minutes or so, yeah. right? The first 20, him, yeah. Him dying that early on in the episode, I was like a little bit disappointed. I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Sure. But then he's an active character throughout, which subverted my expectations, yeah. which was really fun. Yeah. Again, as a fan, like, oh, I know Kenny's going to die. Oh, that happened really early. Oh, he's not well, out of it. Now he's just a ghost who mumbles, mumbles like Beaker. Yeah. That's... I. <laughs> Uh, one thing I learned about South Park uh, in watching this movie is that I love the character Kenny. Yeah. Because he doesn't say words. He just... And I yeah. have a soft spot for characters like that. Beaker. He's he's, uh, he's your he's your Beaker. Kenny. Yeah. There's others. Uh, <laughs> um, others. I don't so, know. Like animated dogs, I feel like, are similar. Like... That's fair. Uh, I don't know. So let me, let me ask you, because, uh, again, this is your first experience with South Park. Mm-hmm. And you've seen The Simpsons plenty. Um, South Park is a show that was famous for being offensive, as was The Simpsons. It aims to offend in a different way. I yeah, think. South Park is intention has like was like intentionally seeking that reputation yes. out. Simpsons doesn't seem as much like it was trying to do that, right? But so between the the two shows, between the two movies, which holds up more in the year two thousand and eighteen? Oh boy, um. So it's interesting. South Park was about what I expected in terms of like how offensive it aimed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, right, like you have like Saddam Hussein in hell, which probably in 1999 was a little bit more edgy than now. I mean, now he's dead, but yeah. also it's like, okay, yeah. Like, so it's it's interesting to watch it from 2018 and trying to more guess at than anything else what's trying to be offensive. <laughs> Because a lot of it doesn't, and also just like our current government is way more offensive than anything Trey Parker and Matt Stone can do. Yeah, like, like actually offensive. Like I, I'm trying to think of the stuff that, that that's like kind of like the triggers, right? I mean, like, it's all the like they swear a lot, they yeah. like go overboard with that, but right. it is done to comical effect, at least in the movie, where it's just like they have a string where like every other word the kids are saying are like are curse words, and yeah, it's there's like, a reason for them to be cursing, right? There's a reason for them, but it's like a comical overload. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, like a moment where the kids, you know, yell at an adult or each other. And yeah. it's like, oh, you said it bad. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's done for comedy. And I think it works. I think it's funny. Um, it, it, it didn't really offend me. Um, I think there's a little bit of like tired, like you've used the word um, contrarian. To describe Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you just rolled your eyes and mm-hmm. I roll my eyes at at uh, creators who are, you know, on on purpose contrarian. Yeah. I guess contrarian has on purpose in its meaning. They're but, like centrist contrarians. Yeah, just like, it's oh, like, both sides are dumb. It's like, or, or, but like I can feel every there are, moment there where are it's dumb like people on both sides. Right, but I can I definitely can feel every moment where they're like, ha ha, look at us cross the line, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but I didn't roll my eyes as much as I thought I would at this movie. Uh, and so I also just feel like it keeps the spirit of what I, uh, what I know the show to be. Um, it, it held up okay in 2018. It like had a, it's cohesive in its plot. I think the music really holds up. I I really enjoy the music. Um, I think there's enough heart in it that I am rooting for the characters. Um, and... Yeah, it doesn't seem quite as offensive. Uh, but the Simpsons movie, on the other hand, 
it's weird it's right? made like, 10 years later but holds up worse like there's there's a couple things in the south park movie that i like at the time was like whoa and that's now, too far man now i'm kind of like just like yeah this this uh this cartman making fun of stan because he's jewish thing yeah really that's was, true really was funnier in 1999 right than it is like while well, there are little literal nazis running the country right um but aside from that, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the army does not value black people as much as it values white people. You're correct. But yeah, they make some like, astute observations. I, I think you said, like, uh, it was very clear that it's two white guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons movie, uh, I don't think doesn't, it's trying to no, offend No, it doesn't people. aim to offend. But, I mean, one uh, um, meta critique offensiveness is I do think it is kind of offensive to the show. Yeah. <laughs> of like, why didn't this movie make me laugh? Like yeah. the Simpsons, even like a mediocre Simpsons episode will make me laugh a couple times. This like didn't make me laugh. Um, so that's just offensive to the legacy of the Simpsons, I felt. Um but yeah, there are some sequences uh, in in Alaska. Homer goes to a, <laughs> a native Alaskan shaman. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Eskimo shaman. Eskimo shaman. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, do they? I don't know if they say the word Eskimo or not. You I, shouldn't like Eskimo I, is not a, a word I that's used anymore. But believe they said the word Eskimo, or at least the Probably. word Eskimo. Like the word Eskimo is in there. But yeah, yeah that's. That's not a word people use anymore. Um, that character is uh, presents very offensive in 2018. It, probably at the time too, but we I don't know. Um, not only to natives, but to women. Like there's a whole what, what do you part mean? of her character that her boobs are big. And well, they she's point, boob lady. They yeah, like Homer calls that's, her boob lady. That's the only identifying characteristic of her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she's making him repeat words, and they're. Definitely not in a native Alaskan language, and they're like, it's just a weird sequence and offensive. And then it like comes back, and her boobs point the way, and it's like, oh, this is yeah. no. <laughs> I like I like Homer dancing in that scene. Yeah, it's very fun, and I like. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's Tress McNeil, and Tress McNeil also plays like in Futurama. She's like this shaman of a swamp in Kiff's home planet and it's kind of a similar voice mm -hmm. and it's kind of a similar character but it's not like a giantly breasted native Alaskan yeah. woman like it's an alien woman so like in my mind I'm kind of like oh but then the, oh yeah and I do feel like in in there are other episodes of the Simpson and the Simpsons and it maybe isn't consistently applied but there are other episodes where Homer makes a fool of himself in front of uh, a non-white character and like Homer is definitely the punchline of that joke where it's like the non-white character is like no what do you what yeah <laughs> and I don't feel like I feel like that's what they wanted to happen here but it's not what you end up with as a viewer yeah because she's like She's on his side. She's like, yep, I'm boob lady. Yeah. Yep, I'm going to point with my boobs. Right. Like, right. it's it's also like that whole sequence it was done better in the episode. With the fox. With yeah. the fox. Yeah. El, uh, Mysterious Voyage of Homer, but in Spanish. Yeah. Go. Uh, 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 
El Viaje Misterioso de Omar. I think that's actually it. Hey, yes. Well done. With serious. Johnny Cash as oh, the, as the uh, fox? fox. Yeah. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's an awesome episode. Yeah, that's it's... what it reminded me of. And I'm like, oh, this is, the sequence is going to be good. Oh, no. Uh, no, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> Immediately. Um, yeah, there's, and there's like there's a couple of other things where I'm just like, I, I, had, mm, I don't know if that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simpsons definitely, like, just in terms of laughs, like, heading away from the what's offensive, like, Simpsons doesn't make me laugh in 2018, and no. South Park does. And and I wanna I wanna throw out a recommendation because I, when I saw this movie in the theater, I laughed along with everyone, but walked away going like, that's eh, fine. Mm-hmm. I watched it again last year. Um, I listened to a podcast that I love that mm-hmm. I'd like to recommend to any Simpsons fan out there called Talking Simpsons. Uh, they did a commentary uh, for the Simpsons movie. I watched it with their commentary on and really enjoyed it i was like oh this movie's better than i remembered it and maybe it's because i remembered it being very bad Mm -hmm. or maybe it's because they were saying interesting things in the commentary over the bad parts of the movie which is 80 percent uh but i if you're gonna watch the simpsons movie uh watch it with that commentary or with our podcast on which would be weird yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't timed this. This is not a Wizard of Oz, uh, Dark Side of the Moon situation. We don't know what or what moments it? we're hitting right now. Actually, if you play this over uh, the <laughs> 1994 Pistons... Uh, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, cool. Hey, so, Kate, do you, oh, you have anything more on these two movies that we need to, we need to dig into before we head out of here? I mean... I don't, I'm, I'm interested in your... I mean, is your... Uh, professional opinion that who shot Mr. Burns should have been the movie? Like, do you have a Simpsons episode that you're like, this is what they should have done, hands down? I think anything between seasons four and ten mm-hmm. should have been the movie. Mm-hmm. That's when the writing was the strongest. That's when the characters were yeah. established. And I, I just think that's when The Simpsons was in its prime. Yeah. Um, what episode? I don't know. I would have loved to see Camp Krusty, but like you said, that... Mm-hmm. That was a little bit early on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They hadn't established all the characters yet. I would have loved to see, uh, uh, yeah, Who Shot Mr. Burns? I, I mean, that's a that's a two-parter episode yeah. designed to act like a two-parter TV mm-hmm. show. So it's kind of... Um, but, like, there are plenty of, of episodes that I think would have been ripe for it. And I think there's some good templates for it. Like, I'm thinking, I can't remember all of this episode, but the episode where Homer starts... Uh, that Mr. X website, um, I think would have been a good template for it. Like he starts this website and there's all these jokes about like Homer doesn't know how to use the internet yeah. and Lisa's helping him. But then he like gets into this like international espionage situation and yeah. he gets kidnapped and there's like a weird island. I feel like that could have been a template for it. Like Homer does something weird but then, like, there's this situation that pulls them out of Springfield. I don't think that's a bad idea for a movie. I would put that in one of my lower-tier episodes. Oh, no. Because it's just, it's just a bunch of jokes about The Prisoner. And if you haven't seen oh, The I don't, Prisoner... I laugh at it. I don't know that, episode, or that movie. But, like, it's like, what, are the, what is the point? It's fine. And that's <laughs> um, what I'm saying. Like, a template more than anything else. That, yeah, like, yeah, as a template, I think yeah. it makes sense. I think uh, separating the kids and the parents is great. Mm-hmm. I think... Camp Krusty, I think the episode where the kids are 
uh, doing like kind of a Lord of the Flies thing mm-hmm. is great. I think uh, something around an itchy and scratchy movie would be great. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, anytime they take a trip. Right. Boom. It's a, it's a trip. Right. Just model it after the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's easy to do. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I say it's easy to do. It's probably incredibly difficult to right. do, but it's easy to think of ideas that aren't, we have a bunch of new characters that aren't, I, Hank Scorpio, again, just bring Hank Scorpio I, Yeah, I back. mean, that episode is good, or a sequel to that episode yeah. would be would be prime. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a gauge on, like, South Park? Like, is there, you know, is there a different episode that you would have liked to see incorporated, or do you think this does a pretty good job of... No, I, I think this is absolutely what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I don't care for that show that much, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, this movie just... Mm. It's, it just hits the notes exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kate. So, mm. Oh, no. And you go. Bridget, no, I, I got it. Kate. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. I think it might be. But we, before we do, we've got to talk about uh, about some awards, about some questions, about some uh, games. I don't Couple know what we call this thing yet. Hmm. We're going to have to think of a name for this segment. But, hey, it's our final segment. <laughs> do, 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 do. Final segment. Dick, if uh, you had an MVP that yeah. you had to name for the these two movies, <laughs> yes, what would wh- who who or what uh, wins this title? Is of the MVP? MVP of both of these movies? Hmm, that's a tricky one. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna give it to Mark Shaman. Mm. Uh, I think the uh, and again, I listened to the music before I ever saw the South Park movie. But I think as a fan of, of, you know, animated movies and musical theater, there is a lot that he brought in that I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if was completely intended by by Trey and Matt, but like uh, the La Resistance song that's just like straight up going for Les Mis or like, you know, the the opening song, which you said is like, Oklahoma oh, what a beautiful e. morning into Bell. Yeah, exactly. Like the there's just this this I don't know, like the music in that show. I've had that that Quiet Mountain Town, that opening song mm-hmm. stuck in my head all morning. <laughs> like he I think music makes a giant difference uh for movies, for anything. I think it can enhance an experience tremendously. And I think he is part of the reason that that South Park movie is as good and, and as beloved by me. Uh, I don't know about everyone else, but by me as it is. Yeah. What about you, Kate? You got an MVP oh, besides I, Ralph? I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, <laughs> ideas. I mean, Ralph is just MVP of life, right? Sure. Um, I'm gonna say Ghost Kenny uh, is my <laughs> MVP because I just yes. it was so clever and it made me laugh every time. Like like regular Kenny doing them. Is funny, but Ghost Kenny doing the rah, 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 and like delivering a prophecy all in gibberish yeah. just made my night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, yeah, I just think it's a really smart device. And uh, yeah, I want to see more of him. Nice. So uh, I feel like this might be part of your answer already, but yes, it is. If you're going to cross over 
uh, two characters, two creators, whatever, from uh, these two movies, who would you cross over? I was frantically thinking in my head of a different MVP <laughs> as I was looking at these categories because I'm like, I'm going to reuse it. Because you can already... Dick, can you tell me what my crossover is going to be? Is it going to be Ghost Kenny and Ralph? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Absolutely, yes. Like, say more. Can you imagine... Like, Ralph had a leprechaun who told him to burn <laughs> things. Can you imagine what Ghost Kenny would tell him to do? Or what Ralph would perceive that Ghost Kenny has told him to mm. do? Like, there is, there are a myriad of hijinks uh, opportunities yeah. available here. And I just want a whole series. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, cool. My crossover uh, is going to be. See, this is tricky because uh, again, I want to just like improve the music of the Simpsons sure. movie. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So here's what I would do: is I would take uh, Satan mm-hmm. and I would cross him over into the Simpsons movie and get rid of Russ Cargill and the EPA. Mm. Like, give them a real villain. Like, get rid of Saddam. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but, like, take Satan, put him in the Simpsons movie, and just have the Simpsons, like, is a movie. Whatever. They, yeah. they have a, a crazy dome, and physics don't matter in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's just let's just bring the devil into it. Make it like a Treehouse of Horror movie. Mm-hmm. Make it crazy. And that's, I would actually, like, a, a legit crossover. This is a little bit different, but yeah. I feel like if you, you'd have to pay them enough money, but I would like to see... Parker and Stone's uh, sincere treatment of a Simpsons movie. Because mm. I think they're really smart adapters. Yeah. And, and I think, like, if you, again, if you pay them enough not to just, like, be like, this is how The Simpsons is not as good as South Park. Like, if you pay them to just make a straight-up adaptation of The Simpsons movie, I think you'd get something really good. And they did, uh, they're definitely fans. Uh-huh. And they did a, a wonderful episode called Simpsons Did It, mm-hmm. where I don't remember, like, Cartman was making a thing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and characters would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really great. I saw that on The Simpsons. And then, like, everything, like, anyone ever came up with, The Simpsons had done before. <laughs> and it was really nice. It was, like, a really nice commentary on, like, one, their fans being like, oh, I saw that on The Simpsons. Like, yeah. Yeah, they've been going for 20 years. Yeah. They've done they everything. They have done everything. You're they're, right. They're repeating themselves. <laughs> Get Relax. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, I, I think it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a little, uh, interesting cause yeah, we I've do been this thinking about this, this last segment is called, uh, the shorthand of it is re-release special edition or vault. Um, and it's what, what would you do with this movie in 2018? Um, we've done this, um, We've recorded some episodes up to this point. Yep. There's at least been one kind of Disney and or Pixar movie in every shuffle. Um, yep. But this is not. So this is a new territory. Yeah. And, and this is, this is, these are difficult, these difficult movies to ask right. about. So I'm going to ask you first. Let's start with the Simpsons movie. Do you want to re-release it? Do you want to like do a special edition? You can change whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Or throw it back in the vault with Song of the South, never to be seen again. I, I would vault this one and do an Incredible Hulk and just redo the whole thing. Like, pretend <laughs> the first one never happened. Yeah. Uh, would you do an Edward Norton Incredible Hulk or s- skip straight to Avengers Incredible Hulk? Wait, there's an Edward Norton? Right? Wait, whoa, boy. Mark Ruffalo doesn't have his own movie? No. Whoa. I know. 
Oh, yeah. That just blew my mind right now. Boom. Mark Ruffalo should have his own movie. Uh, he's, he's great. great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I I redo it with one of the concepts we've suggested, mm-hmm. or like just put a couple people. Like I feel like you put. Matt Groening is is old. I feel like he doesn't have a lot to do with the actual show anymore. Mm -hmm. I would actually like, legitimately, I think it would be a good movie if you pop in like Matt Groening, Seth MacFarlane, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, all of these. No, hold on. You're making faces. Let's keep Seth out of this. I think he can have some clever ideas. (laughs) Um, Maybe like 15 years ago. That was the most reserved compliment. I think he can have some clever ideas. All of these shows, but it's clear that they all really understand how The Simpsons worked. And I do, I think one of the disadvantages that Simpsons movie puts itself at is that you have everyone who's very inside the simpsons and i feel like maybe you needed someone outside of it even like a composer like mark shaman to just be like here's what i see your work is about here's how i could tie it together and like infuse some kind of new something into it um yeah i i regret what i just said but (laughs) get some people get some outside blood into it but also just have like a representative from each era like you have matt graining you get a Conan O'Brien, you get like someone from the next generation, yeah. and you kind of look back at the episodes and really look at what's worked. And even like, like I would not mind a 90 minute kind of clip show. I don't know. I think there's a way to do it. I think there's a way to do it. I'm giving her a look. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I have bad ideas. I shouldn't be involved in this. <laughs> I'm, I'm recusing myself from the creative team, but I think other people could do a better job yeah. of it. Uh, so, uh, for the Simpsons movie, I, I think we put it in the vault, too. Um, here's what I want from from the Simpsons movie. Like, because I'm going with that same idea. We just pretend this one never happened. <laughs> make a new one. Yeah. And we put Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein in charge of it. They uh, were instrumental in Futurama. Okay. They have the new show, Disenchanted, mm. which Disenchanted starts... Very slow. Mm-hmm. The first episode is fine, mm-hmm. and then by the third or fourth, it's great, mm-hmm. and it's a slow build of a deep world. And Futurama yeah. is the same way. The first Futurama episode, I was like, "Oh, this sucks," mm-hmm. but now I look at that first episode and I look at like one all of the secret things that they put in there that we didn't even know about, mm. and two, the way it builds the world and the way it builds the characters, and you take those guys, you give them the movie, you let them go slow with it, and let them build to something. Mm-hmm. They are also like the biggest Simpsons fans, like because once once they took over in I think season five, mm-hmm. they just started bringing back old characters or bringing back references. Oh, that's awesome! And they're the kind of guys who would bring back like uh, you know Homer and Marge's song, uh-huh. but they'd also be like. Wait, no, we've already got a, a super villain uh, right. uh, that that's played by uh, James Brooks right. or uh, uh, Albert Brooks. Sorry, yeah. like we've already got that super villain. Uh, let's bring him back. Yeah, like they they remember it and they appreciate it. So those are the guys I would put in charge. I, that's so much better idea than anything I hey, you know out what? In my I, head. I liked your idea too. It seemed fun. Your your ideas seemed more like uh, like the Looney Tunes movie, not Space Jam. There was a Looney Tunes movie? We've talked about this. Oh, Brendan Fraser's in it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh, just boy. it's kind of like look, like I think there's two ways to go. I think there's make a really serious attempt at a great movie, yeah, which is which is dangerous, yeah, or like pull out all the plugs and do something ridiculous and like hey throw like you said throw Trey Parker at it throw uh, Matt Stone at it yeah. you know uh, like throw just bring in a bunch of people to do like little guest jokes little yeah. guest voices like. That would also be really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go one of two ways. Uh, so uh, what do you do with South Park then? Do you re-release in 2018? Do you special edition it? Do you toss it out? I have the advantage of uh, having heard your answer to this yesterday. Oh, no. Yesterday. Are you going to steal it? I absolutely am. So you start thinking This is now. our idea then. Um, no, I... Uh, would you like me no, to share first? No, you go first. Okay. You go first, and I then I'll, <laughs> I'll think of a new thing. I um, feel bad. So my idea of this is that you can't release it in 2018 because it is, like, it's not as offensive as the Simpsons movie, but there's still enough in it that, like, you can't put this out as a serious, like, these are the jokes we're making this year. Um, and I also think that South Park is not as relevant as it used to be. Oh. And, um, like you said, they've kind of, dove toward the center which is weird and yeah i mean they're republican centrists Ah, it's It's, weird yeah um so i think you do uh in in new york there's a museum called museum of the moving image they do screenings every now and then usually it's related to an exhibit or um it's like you know an anniversary or something and they bring in some creators and they have them talk about it i think you I don't think you even special edition this. I think you can re-release it in an exhibition context. So you contextualize what was happening in 1999, both in animation, in world events, in satire and comedy. And I think you give it a lot of background information and then show it and talk about how it relates to all of that. Um, Because like I said, it's not relevant for 2018 and it's not really even all that interesting for 2018. What's interesting is what it was doing in 1999 and what, and how, how not even far, just how much comedy and satire has evolved since then. And specifically animation. I mean, you like when you were listing off like people who could work on the Simpsons movie, I'm like, Oh, the Bojack guys could, no, that wouldn't work at all. Like Bojack is doing a totally different thing with animation. Bojack Horseman. Um, oh, Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Ah, I'm trying to say the whole Horseman. title for Horseman, her, obviously. For her uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, I, and I think it could be a larger conversation on animation and, and you know, how animation can comment on and influence, you know, what is happening culturally. Uh, follow-up question, how much would you love a Bojack movie? Uh, oh, man. I Like, I would, but I would probably then need to, like, hibernate for a couple days afterward because bojack seasons are heavy you give that to me all like i can barely watch two bojack episodes in a row (laughs) that that sad horse is amazing oh um okay so uh, i would say basically the same for the south park movie i think you can do it on like tcm or something Mm -hmm. give it like an introduction i just want one of those like old white guys at tcm to give an introduction to south park bigger longer and uncut matt stone i'm peter yeah peter graves yeah Um, but, but I think also I would like to, I, I am fascinated by Trey and Matt in that their career bef- 
before, like, I, I think up to this movie was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think Orgasmo is a movie that probably doesn't hold up very well. Basketball, there's some problems with, but I still think is a very funny movie. Um, Cannibal the Musical, which was like their first big effort, uh, is lovely. Uh, and, you know, also probably doesn't super hold up comedy-wise. Sure. But I, I think their arc as creators is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would I would love to see this with as much of that context as possible. Like here's, and and like kind of like a, like even like a pop-up video of like, it's like Saddam Hussein comes out. I was like, hey, did you know that when this movie came out, Saddam he Hussein was alive? Was alive. Like, oh, okay. Now it I does, get yeah. it. But yeah, like you said, the message, which is kind of like censorship bad. Censorship can go way too far. Spend time with your kids. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's not bad, but I also, yeah, it's it's interesting to contextualize it because I felt like they were, like the commentary is like, this is a big threat to our values right now. And now it's like, oh man, you don't even know how many threats there are to our values right now. Like it and seems a little bit like self-important at this stage to watch a movie that's like, censorship is the root of all evil. Well, that was also when TV was still king. Mm-hmm. Like... We didn't have the internet where you can just watch whatever you want, whenever right. you want. Like South Park, if it were to come out today, would be an internet sensation. It would probably not be a television show. Yeah. And yeah. and I think, like, you know, censorship before, like, 2004 mm-hmm. was, a, was a much more valid topic yeah. to make a thing about. Yeah. But now it's like, wh- what's censorship? Yeah. Like, wh- what, what, what censorship? Mm-hmm. I've been on YouTube. I've been on Twitter. That's not a thing we have anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Kate, this nice. was this was lovely. This yeah. is a, I wasn't sure how much we'd get out of this yeah. because neither of these movies like mean terribly much. Yeah, to either they're not of us. near and dear to our hearts. No. But uh, I th- I think it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me on Cellmates. Hey, thanks for chatting with me on Cellmates. And we'd love to chat with all of you, too. What? Via our social media platforms. We have social media platforms? We're going to mention them again. Oh, uh, my God. Tell me. Twitter Which ones are we on? Twitter handle is at Cellmates Podcast. And our Facebook is Cellmates Podcast. Cell has one L. Because, because... it's an animation cell. Because mm. it's a pun. It's a pun name. Also, if you know us personally, you can just ask and we'll like link you all of these things. Yeah, or, or just like say hi. Yeah, just, just say hi. Just say hi to us if you pass us in like the hallway. We're very or lonely on Twitter right now. I mean, we're our only followers. And in life, I feel like we're our only followers. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Aw. It's okay. Uh, so I don't know. Follow us, like us, interact with our brands because that's the thing we're doing now. Yeah. But we won't invite you to any like Facebook Live party that tries to induct you into a pyramid scheme. It's mm-hmm. all free, so we'll see. Uh, and good news, we don't have a Patreon yet, so we're not going to bug you about that. Hey. hey, but if we get some more followers, we absolutely will. Thanks for listening to Cellmates. We yeah. will talk to you again next time. Boy, you're my boy, but you're my boy, you know? Son? 
Sun. Bye.